for Tiat here. They're queuing up inside. They come that way now. It is the man playing in his 50th, Manasa Mateli with a try. Yes. Big try from the Western Forces win over the Highlanders on the weekend, 30-17. They've got another big game coming up against the Reds this weekend. And joining us on the show to talk about that game coming up is assistant coach Will Eggleston. Will, welcome to the show. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Mate, um, it was a big win. It was one you had to have. Uh, What was good about it from your perspective? Um, I think you know, we started fast. That's something that we spoke about all week. We wanted to start the game fast, and, and we managed to do that with a couple of tries, which was really pleasing. Um, when we played them uh, over in New Zealand, we sort of started really slowly, and we you know, allowed their guys to get a roll on, and they're always really hard to stop. So um, starting fast was key. And then defensively, we actually stopped them behind the game line this time around, um, which allowed us to get some dominance there in our defensive line and, and then play off the back of that. So it was a pretty tough road trip for you, wasn't it? Uh, sort of a month away on the road, and you were pretty keen to re-establish the, the home fortress upon your return to uh, HBF Park, and uh, you seem to be able to do that. Yeah, that's right. We we absolutely love playing HBF Park in front of the Sea of Blue, and, um, you know, the good thing about defence, like I mentioned before, is that you actually get to show how much it means to you, um, and I think the boys managed to, managed to do that. It was really pleasing. Do you notice the defensive intensity lift when you've got the crowd behind you? I know from in AFL terminology, they love to, if you're playing away, you keep the crowd out, or if you're playing at home, you try and get the crowd involved. Does it, does it lift your players, Will? That's absolutely that's absolutely right. Yeah, that's absolutely right. You know, the thing about HBF Park that I find really special, we've only, I've only been there for sort of, that's my third game now, is just how loud it is. You know, and and um, it definitely does lift you as a player, and you know you can ride those momentum swings, um, and then like you say, when you go away, you actually want the stadium to be to be completely silent. You want to give their supporters nothing to nothing to cheer about, and that's uh, that's one thing we'll be looking to do this weekend. So you had an injury concern coming out of the game, uh, you suffered early. Ollie Callan, um, I believe he's been cleared of a serious neck injury. How is he? Yeah, he has been. He has been, thankfully. I spoke to him um, the day after the game. Um, he's, he's in good spirits now. Um, he's out of his uh, out of his neck brace, and he actually he actually um, has been cleared of, of everything, like you say. He had a little um, uh, flush of the legs, and sort of sat on the bike there. Um, you know, watching the boys train uh, yesterday, which is really, really good to see him up and about and functioning. So, um, the, the fantastic news is that he's been cleared of, uh, of everything. So. Um, yeah, that's the main concern for us. What sort of time frame are we looking for him? Do, are you likely to see him again this year or is he likely to miss the rest of the season? Oh, yeah, we hope to see him. With neck injuries, it's always sort of day by day, really. Um, but like I said before, he's been cleared of any sort of serious problems. So now it'll just be managing him um, back in and, and um, going off his, uh, his feel, really. But like I said, it'll just be day by day. It's hard to put an exact time frame on it. Any other injury concerns before you take the trip to Queensland to face the Reds? No, uh, no, no, no major injury concerns. Um, uh, nothing, to, obviously, with Ollie, but nothing, uh, nothing too concerning at the, at the moment um, from what we already had going into the Highlanders. And who comes in to replace Ollie? Do you think for this week? It's uh, a good question. Um, it's uh, something that, w- that we're about to debate. Um, there's a couple of names up in the air for selection at the moment, and um, you know we'll pick uh, pick the best one for the job. 
Now, the Reds gave you a bit of a going over earlier in the season, didn't they? What what happened then, and how do you correct that this time? Oh, they absolutely did. Um, I think the the thing we've spoken about this week was that uh, that it was the same sort of um, same sort of couple of weeks. We came off the back of a win at home against Melbourne in round one, um, and it's sort of mentally and emotionally, we were probably just five percent off going into that game. Um, and all it takes in Super Rugby is you to be five percent off, and you, and you get punished like we did. So that's been addressed early this week. Um, to make sure that it doesn't happen again. Look, the Reds have got a pretty simple game plan, but it's very effective and they do it really well. Um, so they won't they won't make us think too much. Um, but in saying that, we've got to actually do we've got to do it this week, and we've got to stop them at source and their big ball carriers. So we're looking forward to the challenge. And you're getting good fixtures for your spot on the ladder, aren't you? You're able to to uh, leap over the Highlanders with what happened last weekend, and and the Reds were are within reach of you if you can if you can somehow topple them this weekend. So in terms of being able to progress up the ladder, while these games are tough, it's a good fixture for you. Yeah, it is. It is. I think um, in terms of the ladder, look, we we don't really. Um, at the force, we don't really put too much emphasis on where we sit. Um, you know, we just try and we just want to knock off everybody in every in every game. I know it sounds um, sounds a bit simple, but you know, we we, we sort of um, you know everything that's in our control just around winning games, and, and the ladder will take care of itself. But you're right, there'll be not, uh, some nice fixtures um, that hopefully, if we can get uh, we can get the W, we'll slowly be crawling up the ladder. Now, you came to the force from Toyota Verblitz in uh, Japan and you worked there with Simon Cron. What's what's Japanese rugby like? Paint the picture for us. Um, look, it's really enjoyable. It's um, You get a real mixture. Obviously, you know, you've got your, your Japanese guys that, that work at the company. Um, so they'll actually be... Um, the schedule is based around a lot around their day. Um, so, for example, you know, on a Monday, they'll be in at the factory, you know, whatever department they're in, um, working alongside their, their co-workers there, and then they'll come in and, and they'll review and train. Um, and then, obviously, we have to mix in our, our foreign guys and, and, you know, our international players um, into that as well. Um, look, it's really, really exciting. It's a really exciting league. The way that they try and play is, is for the fans. So they want to play. Everybody wants to play a sort of style and brand of rugby uh, that people want to watch. And so as a defensive coach, it's pretty tough because you know, they're, they're running the ball from everywhere. So you've got to be, um, you've got to be on your toes every week. But um, I think with more and more uh, international superstars going over there, it's only going to help grow the Japanese game. So it's still sort of semi-professional in that sense, is it? Will is, is that how you describe it? Like how would say, how say would it compare to to, to Super Rugby, which you're experiencing now? Um, or Super Rugby, Super Rugby. There's definitely no sort of easy games in Super Rugby. You know, every single game is is, is tough. Every single team has got got superstars and, and weapons in it. Um, there are some uh, Japanese companies that. Um, have sort of held off going down the, the the full professional route. There are some some companies that uh, all their Japanese players have now gone away from the company um, and are full time professional, such as your Panasonics and uh, Suntories and, and Kubotas, guys sort of near the top of the ladder. Um, and so some of the the, the companies that, that don't do that are some of the ones that that you do struggle, um, which allows you to, to rotate some of your players in those games. But um, Super Rugby is a different beast, mate. You know, every single week we have to be on our toes. So there's definitely um, there's definitely a step up into Super Rugby. 
Now, you worked there with Simon Cron. Uh, was he the main reason that brought you to Perth? Yeah, that's right. I've worked with, with Crono now for a number of years. And, you know, we built that sort of uh, uh, head coach, assistant coach relationship around, um, you know, trust is a big thing in coaching and, and trusting each other that, that we know our stuff inside out. And, uh, you know, that if, if he's ever away, he sort of trusts or backs me to, to be able to, to be able to um, run the show as, as he would like. And so, um, you know, an opportunity to come to Perth uh, and take on this project at the Western Force and, and build these players and, build the Western Force back to where we want it to be was something that, you know, I couldn't turn down. And you, the, the terms you're using there, build and uh, and and build these players, it sounds like this is a, uh, not just a short-term thing but a, but a longer-term thing. You're trying to do what, well, I guess as an AFL coverer in the past, we would call a rebuild. Is that is that is that the sort of project you, you're working on at the Western Force? Um, I'm not sure about rebuild. I think, um, you know, the, the the thing that jumps out at you is we, we took the average age of the squad um, to sort of late 20s, early 30s to now um, the average age of our squad's 22. Um, and so, you know, some of those guys, it's their first, first year in Super Rugby. Some of the guys, it's only their second year in Super Rugby. So, you know, they've got their mindset now that they want to go at it every single week and attack it. That You know, you ask them if it's a rebuild, they'll tell you, nah, we, we, wanna, we want our chance and we want to go at it now. Um, having said that, because there's not that uh, initial experience there in Super Rugby, um, sometimes the mistakes and some of the mistakes that we're making, like I said before, uh, when we played the Reds, we were just a little bit off mentally and we got punished. And so we're learning those things uh, along the way. Um, but we like to think in, in a year's time, two or three years' time, um, you know, with uh, that extra time under their belt, um, we'll be where we want to be. Tell us about Simon Cron as a coach. What impresses you most about him? Um, oh, he's a coach that knows every single facet of the game. Sometimes you get, you know, you get a you get a head coach that's maybe uh, forwards orientated or has got a backs background, and then therefore they they know everything in that uh, part of the game, but, but lacking others. He's um, he's multifaceted around every single part of the game. So, you know, if if uh, an assistant coach is struggling with their area, he's got absolutely no uh, no problems with stepping in to try and help them. Um, the other things are he drives the intensity in training. Um, tra- our trainings are probably more intense than games, um, and faster than game and game speed. Um, and then just how he manages to to balance the the intensity, but also the sort of uh, the compassion element with, with players and the human element as well. It's um, it's a fine balance that a lot of people get wrong, but he seems to have worked, worked a potion to get it right. So it's uh, it's impressive. So you mentioned the average age of this squad is 22. What sort of age does a rugby union player at this level peak at? And how much potential do you see in this group? Um, yeah, I suppose different positions are a little bit different. So your, your props, your big units, they probably develop a little bit later, to be honest. Um, that's probably around your sort of oh, maybe 27, 28 age um, and then some of those backs some of the young speedsters around the sort of I'd say 24 25 mark um, and so yeah like I said before mate to be honest it's it's more so around for us giving those guys you know we've got George Pullman for example um, at we lost Will he's just dropped out there um, we'll take a break and we'll be back with more mornings with Mark Duffield on SENWA after the break